Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to Recharge Wrestling. We are here to plug you into the world of professional wrestling. I'm Keeney and I'm joined this week by Fisher. Hello, guys. Yeah, so it's a two-man pod this week, and we're just going to go through the week uh, in wrestling, WWE, NXT, and AEW. Yep. Uh, we would normally sort of a news section. There's not too much news this week, so we're just going to crack on with yep. uh, SmackDown to start with. And obviously, we've already done the uh, WrestleMania Backlash uh, review show, so if you haven't checked that out, go check it out on, on YouTube or, or, or in your podcast feeds. Uh, so there's a lot of WrestleMania backlash related stuff on SmackDown we won't cover. Yeah, because there's not really much point in going through stuff that happened before the pay-per-view. Exactly. But with WrestleMania backlash stuff aside, what did you take from SmackDown? Was like a... um, there was a couple of really good things. There was a, you know, I've been very, very critical. And in fact, it was my skip mark, I think, last week of the um, Sheamus, Ridge Holland, New Day feud in general I, I said where is it going there's just roll up finishes it's just been going on way too long but last week if that was a conclusion for it which I hope it is it was a very good conclusion a really really fun tables match which we don't see tables matches all that often either um, especially just on TV on Smackdown um, and they just had a real banger of a match four really good guys to be fair um, and what I really liked here is the use of Butch coming out from under the ring as well yeah. to, to sort of help them. Um, and then in the end, they put Xavier Woods through the table, didn't they? With Seamus and Ridge. Yeah. But yeah, there's was, was just a much more fun match. There's a white noise on the apron at one point. Kofi used uh, Seamus's move as well, the 10 beats. Um, yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's yeah. some really cool spots in this match. It was actually a really, really good match. I was quite impressed. Um, Especially SmackDown recently hasn't had much good wrestling on it. It's had some some okay promos and storylines and angles, but um, this was a, a good match for for a TV match on SmackDown. Yeah, I agree. I, I think you're right to say this kind of uh, better than what they've been producing match wise, match quality. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think the match quality's been been there uh, for a few for a few weeks, probably since Mania actually. But I, I thought this was a really good one. And like I said, just just a bit of fun. I know they're feuding, but I'm not particularly invested in the feud, you know, and it was just a nice, fun match to watch. Enjoyed every minute of it, really. And like you say, the butch under the ring thing was quite cool. Um, I mean, you you were critical of butch 
now we've seen him live and a few more weeks on, are you still critical of Butch or? Yeah, I mean, it's just because I love Pete Dunne, um, I think more than anything else. And to see him just sort of doing silly stuff rather than wrestling isn't great. But I think the last couple of weeks, obviously the like the stuff they did on the live shows in the European tour was really good. Yeah, And I think this here was a better use of him um, coming out and being being found as such and hiding under the ring and helping. Um, he looks better here. He was so aggressive still as well. He was still going nuts after um, as well, yeah, even though, you know, his team won. So it's not too bad. And, and, and I think what didn't help, as I've said before, it wasn't just Butch's character. It was also the way he lost both matches by roll-ups and things like that. Whereas here, he was involved in a much more fun match. I think this was a much better use of all of these guys than... Yeah, it's, it's, for me, it's brought Sheamus down. It's brought the New Day down like massively, this whole feud. But this was a bit more of a of what I like to see from these guys. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, just look at what else happened on the show that's not related to Backlash. We had Gunter. Uh, he had a match this time against Drew Gulak. Yeah, I so love this. Finally got to see him against a, I mean, probably the the bottom of the uh, men's division, but they got to see him against someone actually on the roster, and again yep. just dominant. Um, from Gunter again and again not a bad use at least Gulak's on TV he's getting destroyed but it's not a bad position for him to be in no I love the fact they um, they showed a video package of him having his different auditions for different roles you know his ring announcer um, timekeeper and all that kind of stuff and then he comes out and he's just back in action and it, he didn't know who his opponent was going to be um, so he yeah. gets in and then and then Gunter's music hit and his face is like oh shit um, <laughs> he knew what was coming but um, yeah I thought it was it was good to see Gunter against someone actually on the roster, like you say, and it's good to see Gulak in this role. I hope to see him actually wrestle a little bit more, um, yeah, you know, and not just get beaten up. But I love, um, I love him as a character as well. He just makes everything he does is good. Yeah, Gulak. You, the simplest, Gulak's you can gold, give him one yeah. minute of screen time, and it will be a good minute normally. Yeah, you know, definitely someone. I like about him. Someone that I, I think they'd be mad to release just because he's just useful to have around. Yeah. Useful. And I'm like sure say, he's happy in the spot that he's in most of the yeah. time as well. And I mean, he is a very, very good wrestler, like very good technical wrestler. Should be wrestling more. Should be wrestling but, more serious. I know he coaches as well. Yeah, but it'd be quite cool. Yeah, I think he could do a good job as a manager, as a, as a GM. Like, I think he's got all this in his locker. So I think... Well, we'll get to what could happen because we'll get to oh, yeah. the angle on Raw with Sonya. Mm. But I did see some people suggest online that maybe that's the role Drew Gulak's going to go into, like a, a general manager kind of role yeah. alongside Adam Pearce. I could see it. Yeah, I, I think it'd be good for him. Um, yeah, they can still wrestle occasionally. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I know, and I think I'm just not, we're, I think now on the Gunter side of things, just waiting to see who his first proper feud is because there's been no hints at anything yet. He's just destroying. Nobody's. It's just a lack of now. I think it's just a lack of options on the SmackDown. Um, the yeah, roster so thin on that side. Yeah, I mean, we we saw him against Shinsuke live, and we thought maybe that could be his first feud. But Shinsuke's seems to be going back towards Roman Reigns all of a sudden. Um, yes, I I will that. We'll yeah. segue on to that. So yeah, yeah, I think it's a good segue. What yeah. I really liked on this show there was another segment, and I'm glad they didn't just drop the Nakamura thing, because we thought they had, wouldn't they? Because yeah. we didn't see him in weeks, and he was just a lumberjack in the lumberjack match between Drew and Sammy. 
And we were like, oh my God, they've just completely dropped Shinsuke's thing. But here he said, no, I haven't forgotten about that. And it's kind of suggested that maybe we are still going to get that match at some point. Um, and obviously what I liked about this again is the, the character of Sami Zayn. Last week he was spying on Drew McIntyre and Arcade Bro and he went and told the bloodline what they were saying. And here he was spying on Shinsuke Nakamura. And then told, had a great, I love the little interaction between Sami Zayn and Paul, he- Paul Heyman. That was fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then that led to Zayn and Nakamura having a match. Um, and he told, because he told uh, Paul Heyman that he'd take care of Nakamura himself and that Roman doesn't have to worry. And then they had a really good match um, with a, a non-finish. Um, a count a count-out, yeah. Sami Zayn count, won the win. Sami Zayn won, um, which is, you know, rare for him and nice for him. It wasn't a proper win. It was a count-out. So I think we'll get this match again. Um, I hope they don't just run it into the ground. But, um, yes, it was a good match. It was. And I think Sami Zayn's um, vital for SmackDown. I mean, SmackDown is so, so fit on the ground. Especially Sami Zayn Roman, can, can take up three or four segments of the show. Especially if the rumour is, you know, Roman... Roman might be taking some time off. Charlotte's definitely taking some time off. It's such a thin roster. Sami Zayn is going to might have to be one of the guys carrying that show legitimately. Yeah, well, I, I think he's he's okay after Roman. I think he's been the next biggest star on almost on the show. I mean, I, I don't think well Charlotte and Ronda you could argue, but I, I think Sami Zayn's always great. And again, he's, you mentioned normally the best part of the show at the moment. Yeah, you Definitely. mentioned it with Gulak. Every time he's on the TV, he's he's good. And Sami mm. Zayn's that. Like I say, give Sami Zayn 30 seconds and he'll make it at 30 seconds, you remember. Because he's yeah. he's just so good at what he does, Sami Zayn. Um, but yeah, it's just nice to see him back wrestling. Definitely. Uh, I guess. Yeah, yeah. it's good to see him back wrestling, yeah. And it was, um, yeah, one of... I think there's only one of her match on the show, actually, that isn't um, yeah. backlash related. And that's Sasha Bank. And Shayna Baszler. Uh, yep. Shayna Baszler this won. Week for the tag team titles. Yeah, yeah. Shayna Baszler won. Natalia put um, Baszler's feet on the ropes for momentum. Um, and yeah. then there's a beatdown afterwards. And there was a good. <laughs> I laughed at the commentary from Pat McAfee because Baszler did her stomp and he called it the Future Endeavors stomp. Because um, oh, yeah. there was a period <laughs> where she did it to Eva Marie and then Nia Jackson. They both got released. Yeah. I I <laughs> Uh, obviously, that's not going to happen to Sasha Banks, but um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That was it. It was no that was match was just average, really. Uh, yeah. I'm sure the tag match will be good that it's led to. I think that will be good. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we can, we can move on to Raw, but I, I can segue us on to Raw with my skid mark, uh, yeah. actually. Yep. Because my skid mark this week, and it actually, the, both things on both shows annoyed me. Uh, well, is is Lacey Evans this week? Um, we've seen now five weeks, and just on that subject, five weeks is too long to be telling this really, it's really hard hitting story. And like, you know, you assume you assume she's a babyface. The way she's speaking, it's like I was a national hero. You know, my dad left me, and all this, and like really pulling at the heartstrings. And then on SmackDown. Really strangely, they go to um, Samantha Irvine, uh, Irvine in the ring, and she's like, "Oh, Lacey Evans wants your respect and applause." And I'm like, oh, "That's a weird thing to say, like for a face. Like you don't usually hear that. Like someone is asking for respect. That's like a hill thing to do." Yeah. And then she comes out, kind of celebrates with 
well, one guy in a crowd at least, and he just kind of steps up. And then we see the segment again, or, or the, the chapter five of the story on Raw. I couldn't believe it when it popped up. Yeah, and I was, well. like, I was like, we don't oh, need I, this on both I, shows. I, I, they just lost the time, but they just have, have an extra two minutes to spare. But the, the talk is she's moving to Raw as a heel. Yeah. Which has really confused me this past week because five weeks have built up and I, and I just feel like they're like, they've just lost confidence in her as a face and have gone, oh no, we'll just keep her as a heel. We'll just, like, it just feels really, really strange. Yeah, and I feel like it's one of those things. It's like, they do this sometimes where they would do, I mean, they did it with Veer for like four months where they just kept doing the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. Not putting them into a feud. They've done it with Al- um, Alistair Black and then they released him. They did it with Zia Lee and then they didn't do anything with her. Like they yeah. do these things um, where they build up a story. I mean, Veer wasn't the story. It was just coming soon promos. Yeah. But um, they build these stories and then they just don't do anything at the end of it. And it's disappointing. And then, yeah, to move her to Raw, we'll get to Raw's women's division in a minute, but to move her over to Raw, I think it's a baffling decision with the return of Alexa Bliss, Sonya Deville was an in competitor, seemingly on Raw, not on SmackDown. Yeah. Um, and others, you know, Asuka recently returning and, and the strength of the women's division over there in general. I thought it was a, I thought it was a weird move. I thought you could have just put uh, Lacey, you could have had her come out, do the story again on Friday, but actually come out and confront Ronda Rousey or something and put her into a feud with her or even Raquel or someone like that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's also, like I say, it's, it's, it's the, I don't know if short sightedness is the word. It's just the lack of like the, the lack of believing in the story they're telling because she wasn't meant to be on raw because she's had five weeks of promos on SmackDown, not on raw. Mm-hmm. So the original plan when they started this five weeks of promos was I will bring her in as a face on SmackDown. I'm yeah. pretty sure that was their plan. And yeah. then they just seem to, they seem to have just, again, I say lost confidence. But, oh no, actually we'll um, put her as a heel. We'll, oh, we'll move her to Raw. It's possible they might have been planning a heel turn all along. And that, that I was kind of... Maybe. I mean, I think... Because I think there was a couple of times when we said in our promos, there were like heel tendencies in there. Um, even though most of it was very much sympathy baby face stuff. It's, it seems weird to have a heel talk about Stuff, some of the stuff she was talking about, and yeah. like, and being in the US Marine and stuff as well. Yeah, the Americans love that stuff. It's a really, really strange direction. I mean, and the other part of it, without being too harsh, is 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 Lacey Evans worth all this hassle? She's not a top star. She's that like mid card level. Um, so you know, I I just think that they've they've almost. I've just messed it up, and it'll maybe be different once we see it in a in in the ring in a feud. You know, I'm not that's I'm the not giving up on it yet. It's, but... it's too long without any indication of who she's actually going to feud with. Yeah, I think the longest I should have kept this going is three weeks. So you do a start, a middle, and an end of your story. Yeah, five weeks is just mad, and I even three weeks is a bit long, really. But and then that's... the brand the brand switch as well makes it worse, doesn't it? Just... Yeah. But I, I don't know about you, but when that Smart Forever, I was like, oh, sh- Lacey Evans wants your applause and respect. I, I, I had to like rewind. I was like, are you sure? Like, that's a weird thing to say. I was like, maybe I misheard her there. But no, I was like, such a weird thing for a ring announcer to say. Like, it's just mm-hmm. really bizarre. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my skin mark. I just don't really understand Lacey Evans. No, I, I do uh, agree with Direction this past um, week. I think we've been quite, pe- I mean, we were kind of bored of it after a couple of weeks, but I think we were being fairly patient with it to see where it went. 
you know, now, I was actually excited to see this US Marines face Lacey Evans in the ring. I thought this could be quite interesting, but yeah, yeah, it doesn't look like it. I mean, I don't think she'll be the sassy Southern Belle anymore, but yeah. No, yeah. I think she's going to be quite a brutal heel. That's what I think she's going to be. Um, yeah, and maybe it'll be good, but you know, it's just um, strange, a strange so week. Let's transition onto that two more then, because that was where we. So we might as well let's talk about the women's division and the return of Alexa Bliss because we mentioned it briefly. Yeah. Um, this this was... was very much a welcome return. I think people really wanted to see her back. There was a big reaction when she did. And it was a squash match, wasn't it? It was just a complete and squash. She came out with her old music. Or yeah, pretty what... much her old music. Yeah, it was a weird... I wasn't but we had totally the... sure what character she was. Yeah, she had Lily still. Yeah. Um... But she didn't seem psycho. <laughs> she just seemed... But she also she 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 did twisted bliss to win him. Actually, didn't do a sister yeah. Abigail or anything. So no. she, it felt like a bit of a cross between the two gimmicks. It is a, a mix, bit. and I actually don't mind them having a little crossover period. Um, you know, we we saw it, we saw it with with her promos before um, elimination chamber where she was um, transitioning. Every week she would look a little less like her old character. Yeah. So I don't mind the transition period. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just, it's just, again, another person I, I, I'm confused with the direction of, of Alexa Bliss because they brought her back for the chamber as like, oh, when she was in the match, she, she, she competed in the match and the, the it match, was really good. I remember yeah, the, the, the really match where the winner got a WrestleMania shot for the Raw title. And then we've not seen her since. And there's no mm. real rhyme or reason behind it. They obviously don't have anything for her, but then why, I think because why, they why, why rush her back for, for chamber? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was not a decision um, to bring her back for the chamber. It was, but she's back um, now, and hopefully, they've got stuff for her. And again, I don't want to segue just yet because I want to mention Sonia, so I'll leave that point for a second. But Sonia Deville was the other story here. We mentioned it briefly, but she has been removed as a WWE official and is now just an in-ring competitor. Um, yeah, from Adam Pierce. So now Adam Pierce is currently. GM of both shows, or not GM, but authority figure yeah, of both well, shows. Well, they were across both shows anyway, weren't they? They were, he's yeah. He's now but... doing it on his own, um, which is interesting because I don't think he's necessarily a strong enough. I mean, he's good. He's good at what he does. Don't get me wrong, but his character mm. doesn't feel important enough for him to be a general manager across both shows. So I think they're going to bring someone else here. They may do the Gulag thing. They may do something else. Or do you think Sonya somehow gets back into this? Because I don't think so. I think Sonia mm. now will wrestle. Yeah. The only thing is because we've seen her, her wrestle a lot more recent, like a lot more have. recently, and she's good. Thank you. Yeah, she wrong. is. Yeah. But the women's division is quite stacked, and I just think she's going to get less screen time, less importance. Now she's got. Now she's just a wrestler. She's just on the same level as everybody else. Um, I mean, I yeah. think. But she did go absolutely nuts after this. So yeah. maybe there's a direction there. The, the character Sonia Deville is and the story they've told, it would make sense if she created a stable to just destroy people. Like if you had Sonia, I was like maybe Doudrop and Nikki, or I, I don't know, if you just have her with two two others, you know, three others, who knows how many. But if you had her in a stable, I think it could be interesting. Mm-hmm. And I mean, maybe this is the point where we can segue, but could you see Sonia in Judgment Day? That is a very good potentially shout. She wouldn't need to dress much differently, would she? Yeah, she's she's <laughs> she's a dark 
well dark dress character yeah she she wears kind of similar clothing already i think she would fit actually yeah i i I just thought it could be interesting and that i was going to mention this earlier but i didn't want to segue yeah i think i've said it so many times before i'm a I feel like I'm always tooting this horn, but I want Alexa Bliss and Rhea Ripley to feud. And now Alexa Bliss is on the comeback from being dark and is transitioning back to Alexa Bliss. And we've got Rhea Ripley going the other way and has gone dark. Maybe now we can get Rhea and Alexa. Yeah, that, that could definitely be a direction. I don't think they're done I know, with Liv. I know we're Liv currently in Live. Yeah, I know we're currently on Liv. But, um, that's but yeah, I, think that, I think that's a good shout. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we might as well segue on to the Judgment Day stuff then. Mm. Um, yeah, amazing. And what was more interesting about this from Edge is at the end of the promo before Liv comes out, he, he clearly says, and the commentary mentioned it in the match as well, we're not done recruiting here. Mm. Like, so clearly, I think you've got to keep your eye on, on people turning heel or being heel on Raw. So I think the prime candidates are either Balor turning on AJ, Champa, because he's a heel that's not doing much. I think there's Sonia Deville going crazy after the match is actually a good shout. Yeah. And I think there's three or four people. Every time you look at someone now, I think you can think, yeah. And he also, quite interestingly, Edge mentioned, I'm the reason your favourite tag team split up. Because um, obviously Rhea and Liv split up. Because, But do you think that's hinting as well, maybe towards someone from a tag team joining and turning I mean, that, could, that that could even be Balor turning on AJ to be fair because I can see yeah, yeah. Balor and AJ being a tag team for a short amount of time and Balor turning on AJ I think that might be a bit of foreshadowing as well as talking about Rear and Liv I, yeah. I, I think there could be a, a double meaning to that um, I think Edge yeah, knew what he was right. doing with that line yeah I mean Edge is one of those characters that he doesn't do things by accident he knows exactly what he's doing at all times Edge so you've got to, yeah you've got to believe that I mean I just thought this whole segment was cool. We finally got to hear from Priest. I think I saw something we've heard from Priest since he's joined Judgment We've heard Day. him a little bit, but it's, more, it's been, been more edge, hasn't it? It's edge. Yeah, yeah. He'll say a line or so at the end. But then we've got um, Rhea. They, they're all on the mic. Also, Edge has, has, has I a haircut. Rhea, yeah, he's got yeah. Rhea's hair. He's got yeah, Rhea's he looks, hair. Looks, maybe we should have Priest um, to get it as well. He looks, they all... he looks pretty cool, Edge. He does um, look cool, yeah. He looks, but again, I mentioned it before. I think when your character changes drastically, you should change your music, change your move set. Yeah. And I think your appearance should change as well. And I think Edge has done all of those things. So, yeah. yeah. And, and Rhea, got... I thought her promo here was better than most of her babyface promo she's cut on the main roster. Yeah, well, it, it makes complete sense. The way Rhea uh, dresses, everything, her, her, I think everything about her screams heel, but she's been a face basically the whole time. Even on yeah. NXT, she was faced for basically a whole run. Yeah, she was. A, I remember she was a heel on NXT heel UK, UK for yeah, a long yeah. time when she was a dominant champion. Yeah, um, and she did have a brief heel run in NXT, I think, as well. But yeah, like, yeah a lot she, of the time for, yeah, for a she, long time, she, she has been a screams heel, and um, so that obviously I, led to two matches, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, Judgment Day had the first third of the show almost, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. they did have a lot of it everywhere. So you got Rhea versus Liv first, which was decent enough um Liv got a really good code breaker off the ropes for a near fall but um Rio won we talked about submission finishes with Edge winning with the submission and we got it again here Rhea when she's used that move before yeah she has I can't remember what it's called um, I did know the name I, I but she didn't use the ring tied here she yeah. used the submission and Liv tapped um yeah. so again using submissions I can see Damien Priest Adam one to his moveset as well at yeah. some point don't yeah. think he has yeah, yet but um yeah, and then we got Balor versus Priest after, didn't we? 
Uh, yeah, which ended in a DQ. Yeah, and we'll get to that because my skid mark is actually oh, yeah, yeah. related to that. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know. Shall I, shall I talk about that now? Yeah, you might as well go on to it now and then we can... So the I only think the last few weeks, and a few other people have noticed this high-profile sort of Twitter accounts and the stuff that I've seen. I've, I've talked about how WWE has been better with its finishes recently. Less count-outs, less disqualifications. Still do roll-ups and things like that, but roll-ups are pins. They're finishes at least. Yeah. Um, but DQs, they hadn't had any for like two or three weeks. Um, and then on Raw, they went the other way. And I think we've got three on one show, which for me is at least one too many. You can't do three on one show. So you've got this match here between Balor and Priest, um, which was a, a decent match, but I don't think it needed to end it in DQ. Um, Rhea got in the way and then Spear from um, Edge. Um and they did an awesome double move, to be fair, afterwards, Edge and Priest, didn't they? On AJ, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That was cool. But then you got... Um, so you had Cody challenge Theory for the US title. And as soon as this match was announced, I knew that was going to be a DQ. That was so obvious. It was. And especially Cody earlier on the show was like, oh, yeah, I'm done with Seth now. I was like, well, yeah, but he's not done with you. Like, yeah, because he's... he's as, soon as, as soon as he says that, it was obvious that it yeah. was, was going to And the thing is, they're not going to take the title off Theory already because they, they see something in Theory, clearly. And... Yeah. They're also not going to have Cody lose. So it was obvious. That was so obvious that um, Seth was going to come in. And then even in the main event, they they had a DQ with Bianca and Asuka. Having a very short match. I saw there's only sort of 10 minutes left. And I thought, oh. Yeah. We're not, oh, either either yeah. we're getting a, a, one of these two lose way too quickly or we're getting a DQ. And as soon as Becky was on commentary. Yeah. It was, again, 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 this was, was obvious. This was obvious. And uh, yeah, they just did. They, they did. They should could have spread these out over a couple of weeks, I think. I think they maybe didn't need to do Bianca Belair versus Asuka this week. No, no. I think they could have left right, that yeah. and set that up this week with maybe doing a segment where Asuka and Becky are arguing and then they argue, then Bianca, you know, over who could go for the title. And then Bianca can say, well, I'll face Asuka next week if she beats me, you know, because Becky had a good point earlier on in her promo as well, where she was saying that Asuka just basically got handed the mat, handed everything on stuff. And I was actually yeah. agreeing with Becky. But yeah, uh, it's just the amount of DQs more than anything else. Um, and, and it's the biggest matches on the show. I mean, they, they, yeah. they, they, they hyped up Theory and Cody quite a lot throughout the show. Yeah. Um, so they Yeah, they kept saying they, they made t- it seem like the a top big of the match. second hour. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they told you what time it was starting. Which yeah, ten is, o'clock is, is rare. Yeah. Yeah. Top but, of the third um, hour. Sorry, I think. And then yeah. to not have that um, have a finish when you build up like that is is an interesting one. Yeah, and and um, then I don't like main events ending in DQs either because that's you've got to leave your show. I know the fans get a dark match after the show quite often. Yeah. But for me, even the watching fans on TV, you've got to leave them happy with some sort of outcome and for just to get a dq and then a, just an average angle, it wasn't like a massive angle afterwards either it was i know it's just just um, the, the thing about it is like i say it's a big match it's also they're just you can spot them a mile off let's like say anyone who's watched wrestling for any period of time yeah knows cody and theory's not ending in a yeah. proper way you know that main event with 10 minutes to go in Becky commentary, you know that's not going to end properly. Yeah, and Asuka just coming back. They're not going to have a lose already. And then yeah, and Bianca... you know Belair's, Belair's defended, oh no, she actually defended against Sonya, but yeah, basically not defended her belt. I mean, on that, do you reckon, I think it's, it's a good skid mark for you, I think, do you, do you reckon we're getting a triple threat? Yeah, I was going to ask you yeah. the same thing. I think it makes sense now that they have a triple threat Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. I mean, uh, if, if, if Roman's not at Hell in a Cell, which is the big rumour, you can headline yeah. Hell in a Cell with this is your one of your big matches. 
and then potentially Cody and Rollins as well. Well, you could. Um, I mean, the, the, I mean, you, we, this is how we started. Raw is talking about the, the women's division. It's so strong. This is. is this is the women's title match without Alexa Bliss, without Rhea Ripley, without Lacey Evans, who's now on Raw, without Doudrop, Nikki, Liv Morgan's not involved in it. It's mm. such a strong women's division now. That, yeah. um, I mean, Sonya Deville as well. I mean, there's so many good people you could put in a title match. I think all of those could get a title match. And and arguably, the three top are all... These are the three top of, of this great division. Yeah, Asuka, I, mean, I would Bella, say they are. They are and, the three, and the three Becky, top. Yeah. Although Rhea Ripley may well work her way into that by time. I think in a few months' time, we'll be saying that about Rhea Ripley, hopefully, if yeah. Judgment Day goes as planned. But yeah, really good, um, really good women's division, but just not good um, booking of matches here. And it's the first time in Raw I've been disappointed with that, because I think recently they've been much better with having finishes to matches, even if it's roll-ups every now and then. Yeah. At least we're getting pins. I think also, just to touch on um, Theory and Cody, which was yeah. a good match for, for one last year. Oh, it was really good while, I was, while they yeah, were wrestling. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm such a big fan of Theory. Um, yeah, huge fan of Theory. But I think what Raw do really well and what, again, it's, it's the same company, so it's amazing the difference between the two shows. So SmackDown don't do this at all is the US title like feels like a huge, like it feels important because they haven't got the main title really on Raw. So at least the tag division's quite well yeah. booked. The women's division's very well booked. And now we've got the mid-card title being quite well booked because Theory, you know, he's had a feud with Balor and then he had Ali for a bit. Now he has Cody here and he's, but he's always defending. He's always on the show Theory. He's always doing stuff. And we mentioned SmackDown. I mean, where was Ricochet again? There's no, t- there's no main title on the show. Ricochet's a mid-card champion. Ricochet's nowhere to be seen. So, yeah, I, Raw just do it so much better. And it's just ma- maddening that they can't apply the same logic to both shows. I, I don't really get it. Um, yeah, I've got a feeling we might get Ricochet. We're talking about Gunter's first feud. I've got a feeling we might do Gun- Gunter v Ricochet. Yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to get a belt on Gunter ASAP. Um, and then you just put the belt on him. And he, he can just have him beat people up for every week. I think it'd be great. Yeah, for him. Not, that, do... not that you know Ricochet has done okay with that title, but yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is with Ricochet is it's not a slight on him at all. So I, I think, and especially watching him live the other week, I think he's absolutely amazing. But they don't think he is. They they clearly there's something with Ricochet. They will it's not. The, it's the it's the promos. It's, yeah, because they never it push. They push him a little bit and mm. then stop completely. They never like you were seeing with Theory. Like he's getting yeah. a proper push and just don't get out of Ricochet, do we? Um, no. No, he wasn't on the Mania card. And, or Priest before, or whoever's, whoever's US champion tends to be a bigger deal than the IC champion. Yeah. Um, I mentioned the Raw tag division, and we did get a tag team title match on this show. Oh, yeah. Um, to I kick off the show, uh, RK Bro defending against the Street Profits. Um which was just a good tag team title match. And it's, it's a match that I think I've been well up. I think we've obviously seen it before, but it feels like Profits have got a slightly new um, edge to them. And it, yeah, yeah, definitely they have, yeah. They're a really good match. And uh, it ended, as we've seen a lot recently, with Riddle hitting a fancy RKO, catching yeah. Montez Ford uh, off the top rope with an RKO. So Riddle's hitting him out of nowhere all of a sudden. 
But well, not all of a sudden, he's been doing it for a little while now. But yeah, I, I just loved that Riddle was just incorporated Orton's moveset. Or, the, well, the RKO at least, anyway. Yeah, the, the only thing about this is, I, just, I think it's just, I know the tag teams have been important and RK Bro have been really over and everything and Alpha Academy have been great. But it is three teams on repeat on Raw. Um, and it does definitely need a new lease of life. It, there needs to be a team brought in that aren't one of those three teams. Um, or Judgment Day. Judgment Day could have had the potential to be a team. Obviously, if you do Balor and AJ as a team, but I don't think that's going to be a thing for long. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you've still got, obviously, the Dirty Dogs and the Mysterios, but they even they they've Mysterios? had... Oh, they've been... They been? But they've been um, involved in other things and stuff. Um, yeah, I think there needs to be a bit of a freshen up because I feel like we've seen the Street Profits, Alpha Academy, and RK Bro over again. Yeah, well, um, it's, it's been since before that, Mania. The match yeah. was good here. Um, and obviously, like you say, Riddle hitting the um, the RKO to win. Riddle accidentally did take out Orton in this match at one point, which I thought was Oh, yeah. I felt, that, I felt like that, that was... That felt botched. I don't know, just because it was like completely out of nowhere. Oh, wait, what's, what's happened there? But it, it may maybe that means something down the line. Yeah, and Montez um, had his moment in this match with his big splash and stuff. It was decent. Oh, enough. yeah, Montez. I mean, again, these these four guys. But I never thought have, always have good matches. Um, no. Yeah. Um, what's good though is RK Bro did mention about they still want a unified tag belt, so they haven't just forgotten about that. RK no. Bro did mention, and it. they are going to SmackDown on Friday, I believe. Yeah. So I think again, I hell in the cell, bring it on. RK Bro and Dusos. Yeah, ho- hopefully we get be, that. Would be a great. I mean, we wanted it for the pay per view, and we they promised it and did it, pulled it back last minute. So yeah, well up for that. Um, look at what else on the show. Can we uh, can we talk about Ken Owens? Oh yes, yeah, <laughs> go for it, Ken Owens. So this this is a, I mean, I love Kevin Owens anyway, as you know, and I I really enjoy Elias and Ezekiel as a performer as well. Elias just, younger brother. Everything they did here again was it's just brilliant. Again, it's just gold comedy gold. Um, so there was just a little segment backstage, and KO just said he's gonna bring in his brother. He's telling uh, it's talking to Chad Gable and Otis. Gable was saying that basically he's got scientific evidence next week that he's gonna reveal that Ezekiel <laughs> is a liar. So Owens was excited. He's like, I'm gonna bring in my brother tonight to face Ezekiel. I'm gonna bring in Ken Owens, and um, then they have a match. KO comes down in a grey wig. Um, he's dyed his beard grey. Um, and what I loved as well is about this is he got in the ring. They started um, they started chatting, and then Owens revealed he was Kevin Owens all along. And Elias like Ezekiel actually seemed shocked. <laughs> yeah, uh, it just popped me. Yeah, it is, he's it like, is great. Kevin all along, and he's like, whoa. Um, and it was just <laughs> it was really good. And then. Um, yeah, the match never happened. We got a three-on-one beat, beat down with the Alpha Academy just standing there and um, then Chad Gable just doing a, oh, thank you. And there was a big shoosh. <laughs> Did you see the big shoosh sign in the background? Oh, I don't remember, no. But yeah. Uh, yeah, as this was going on, there was like 10 people with the word, like a, a letter <laughs> each, just like loads of O's. And that's it amazing, was really good. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, wonder whether this, this goes to the pay-per-view, whether this is a TV feud. Um, I mean, it, you could put it in a pay-per-view because it's Kevin Owens, but... Yeah, I, I don't think... I've got a feeling it won't. I think this is just um, a filler thing. Yeah. Or whether, you know, Alpha Academy get involved and then you have a six-man, maybe, if you can get someone with Ezekiel. 
Um, yeah, yeah. I've heard I've heard some hilarious suggestions online that they should bring back Damien Sandow as Elias because he looked a bit like Elias. Oh, yeah, that, and Damien Sandow can play that comedy role. Yeah, yeah that, that, that would be that would be good show actually. Sandow and, and, Elias. And then, and then it's proven that he's actually as equals um, brother. I think it'd be well funny. It wouldn't like, it wouldn't be a long time thing, but just for like a week or two would be well funny. Yeah, yeah, that would be good actually. <laughs> would be good. Um, what else do we have? We had the VIP lounge with um, MVP and Omos, which Lashley gate crashed. Yeah, not a, not a lot to this, but obviously it's setting up a big match for next week in the steel cage. So I don't think we're getting this yeah. at Hell in a Cell. We're getting it in the cage next week, yeah, which I again, think is a good move. This is a match I think you need on the pay-per-view for the third time. No, no, I, I agree. I think it's a big Raw match, though. It's cool. Yeah, and again, we mentioned last week, but we had Cedric involved again here. He came down to try and prove himself to Amos and um, MVP, and then Lashley took him out. Again, at least he's getting some TV time. It's not like an amazing yeah. use of him, but... That, that's exactly uh, it. Cedric, I don't know Cedric's Benjamin too is. talented to be but, sat there doing nothing. Um, yeah, I'm surprised they've not involved Shelton in this at any point. But I guess, I mean, how, how many times can you run back a combination of Lashley, Shelton, and Cedric? I feel like... They're, they're, they're just, they've been linked for so long now. I just think move like I, I said, I think I said it before, just move Cedric to SmackDown. So I think he could get decent TV time. He's good on the mic. He's good in ring. I think he'd be a good person to move over. Yeah. Yeah. So, that does all, that does all make sense really. Get him, get, um, him, get him away from Lashley and just get him doing his own separate thing. Cause he is good on his own. He doesn't need to be involved in her business to be relevant in my opinion. No, I don't agree with you. Um, Vim beat Frank Lohman. Yeah, he beat um, Wardlow from Wish, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. It did, uh... Uh, looks like it, it looked like Wardlow, but it wasn't Wardlow, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, um, and there's two other matches I think on the show which are worth are worth a mention, but probably a quick one. We had Sasha and Naomi beat Dewdrop and Nikki. Um, yeah, interesting. They did this match here because we mentioned Dewdrop and Nikki might be doing something. After the match, there was like a little confrontation between Dewdrop and Nikki. And I think, I think it was it was like, you know, we need to get serious. I think, I mean, I said it last week, but I think they're going to drop the Nikki SH gimmick. I've, I think that's where they're just reckon they could, they could drop the Dewdrop name as well and give them both proper Maybe. wrestling names. Yeah. Because they're both... Nikki got, Cross and Piper Niven, and they're yeah, just like, they're they're, they've, they've both got kind of stupid gimmicks, really, compared to what they were. I mean, yeah, Dewdrop's is just a name. It's just, it is just it's a name, a, yeah. It is. Whereas right, Nikki yeah. ASH's is more her character. And, I, and, and not being serious. And I think we're definitely getting a more serious version of Nikki, which I'm definitely all for. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think I think they work, they're really good as a team. And I think just have them... They as obviously a, know each other very well. Yeah. They're both ha- from Scotland. Come have, through, them, have them as know. a team for a long period of time. Stop chopping yeah. and changing and making you... Like, Nikki, you're Nikki not going to push either of them individually. I'm sorry, but you're not. Well, not they've now. both been in... They were both in title matches with, um, quite recent, like within the last couple of... Like six months or so. So... And it, you know, you don't need them in the title picture for a little while. No, and have to I, I don't, I don't see Nikki team. ever getting back to there. And do drop maybe one day, but I don't think any with the, the Raw Women's Division the way it is, I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. So having them as a strong heel yeah. tag team makes a lot more sense to me. And you can and you can use them eventually to maybe beat Sasha and Naomi, and have you know Sasha and Naomi will break up at some point. That's inevitable with one of them turning heel on the other. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
you know, the predictable route is Sasha turning the heel like she always does. But Naomi joining joining the bloodline and going heel oh, would, awful, would, be, yeah, would be also excellent. So you could go either way on that one um, eventually. But yeah, so you need, I feel like there needs to be a couple a couple more strong tag teams because really you've got Sasha and Naomi, you've got Natalia and Shayna who are not, not that, but that strongly. And then you've got, you've got uh, these two. Um, I would like to see... Are Carmella and Zelina for the team? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Again, so last, that's another heel team. It's three heels. Yeah, teams the last there. time we saw them, they they were helping. Um, I'd very much like to see. Um, I mentioned this before, but um, Caden Carter and Katana Chance called up as like a underdog babyface tag team. I think would be a really good tag team to put on the main roster. Yep, hundred um, percent agree with that. I think and really again, good. you don't need to break them up and push them. Just have them as tag team. Yeah, just like, have literally a, just just have, have a tag, a tag team. Tag just have a tag team. It's not. It's not the. It's, yeah, it's not hard. It's fine to do. You do it with the men. You, New Day have been together in like for like eight years. What well, the Viking Raiders? Like you're never gonna have them separate. Yeah. That, that's the team. You know that. That's fine. Yeah. Even, well, yeah. There's, there's a few. Um, and also on the show, the only thing we don't think we've mentioned yet is we got a Champa and Ali match. Oh yeah, I forgot about. But this. special guest referee of the Miz. Yeah. So this was so, really weird because it was after the women's tag. They were on the ramp, Sasha and Naomi still. And then the Miz's music hit. And I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, what's he doing here? And then, so he comes down in a referee's outfit. And I was just well confused what was going on. Um, and then, obviously, yeah, we've got Champa and Ali. And it was obvious what was going to happen here. Well, it's um, also interesting. We assumed the feud was Ali v. Champa. Yeah. But this tells me the feud is Ali and Miz. Yeah. And they've already had... A match or two, haven't they? And Ali was kind of, I thought he was feuding with Theory for a bit as well. Ali's been kind of knocked about left, right, centre. He's, he's just feuding on, with everyone. Um, yeah, he's been doing, he did a really weird thing on, I don't know if you saw his video on Twitter the other day. Um, no, not, no. It was addressing the United States champion theory, but he was dressed as, he had like 10 different characters. He was wearing wigs and things, and he was doing different voices. And it was like a news report of him. It was good stuff, but um, yeah, so he's I feel always like good he's, for good content. I feel like I mean. he's, um, He's kind of feuding with like three people at once, really. Um, it's kind of kind of interesting. Um, yeah, yeah not, I hope this not, is going somewhere, and I'm not just going to have him like keep losing because he wants to go. Yeah, not massive on a special referee. Uh, that that I've not not never been a big fan of special referees unless there's a legitimate reason for it. This one felt a bit yeah, random. They, they can be I mean, good, they did they did mention that um, Miz theory sorted out with Mr. McMahon for the Miz. So at least they did explain it. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And that's all I had from Raw. I don't know if you've got anything else. No, I, I think that's it. I think it's time to move on to NXT. Yeah. NXT. And I mean, as it should be called, it, it was it was women's night, wasn't it? Because every match had a woman in it. Yeah. Um, every match. Well, the only men in who wrestled on the show were Grayson Waller and Andre Chase. Yep. Really um, interesting to do this, and like, not not definitely they didn't proclaim it, they didn't tell us it's be a woman's match, didn't even make a big deal about it on no, the show. And that's what I, I like about after NXT, the fact. Is it's yeah. not even a big deal for them to do this because they they we mentioned a couple of weeks ago there was twenty four women f- featured on a show on an episode a couple yeah. of weeks ago, and it's quite normal for NXT to to just put obviously not this many women's matches on, but to have three or four on a show is quite normal for them. Um, so it didn't feel any different, really, to a normal episode of NXT. 
Um, yeah. I, honestly, I didn't. I didn't even notice until after the fact. And I kind of looked back and I was like, "Hang on, was there not a men's match on the show?" And I was kind of, "Oh yeah, there wasn't one at all." No, it was very strange. Yeah, I mean, what what, what stood out for you? Um, I will say, obviously, I think the main event stood out as the match. I thought that was an excellent match. Um, yeah, it was superb. And Natalia and Cora Jade. Now, the best, the best Cora Jade we've seen. Yes. Um, and I think Natalia showed how good she is here. Um, excellent, excellent main event. And I've seen so many mixed thoughts on the finishes. I've seen some people say they loved it. Some people say they hated it. What did you think on the finish? I really liked it because I agree I, I'm you. always a big yeah. fan. I don't, again, if you don't overdo it and this is the first time Cora Jade's ever done it, so it's not a case of overdoing it. I'm not. I'm fine with the baby face fighting really hard, the underdog, and they just pass out because they're too proud to quit. Yeah. I, 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 I'm all and, for it. And also... And Natalia embracing her after. Yeah, that's the yeah. key thing here, is Natalia afterwards... Well, she earned her respect. I think that's yeah. fine. And I, I think it's almost better than her just winning, like, by fluke or whatever, which is what yeah. Cora Jade's done in the past, is... Roll up wins, just, or, yeah, just roll up, yeah. Yeah, so for me, her losing, but almost, almost beating Natalia and passing out, not actually tapping out, tells a much better story than her just rolling up Natalia and getting a win that will be forgotten yeah. about next week. I feel like Corva Jade has got a big future in the women's division. I feel like she is already. They're, they're doing a breakout star tournament, but I feel like she's been the breakout star the last few months. In the she has, division. yeah. She, she, she's um, the one they clearly have a lot of yeah. um, plans yeah. for. Um, and this match, like I say, was just really, really good. I thought it was an excellent match. And again, it just goes to the strength of bringing these people down because this match has put over Cora Jade more than the putting her in a title match, that fatal four way title match they did at the last takeover or whatever it was called. Yeah, was and it's main, and the thing is, it main events, it main events an episode because it's against yeah. Natalia. And it, it who like is a, who is a big deal, you know. So yeah, pe- people will take notice of Cora Jade now. Um, and I, I, I wish Crossy was on here because he's been the biggest critic of Cora Jade and, and her wrestling. But this yeah. was, he, I think, even he can criticize this one from Cora Jade. I think no, it was it was, uh, uh, it was a really really good match. She had an awesome bit where she did a knee strike and a tornado DDT where she got a near fall, noted noted a couple of moves down. Um, yeah. a stomp off the top rope. I've not so I don't think I've seen her do that before. She may have, but I, I don't remember it. She also got Natalia in a sharpshooter at one point, which was uh, again really yeah. cool to see. Yeah. Um, so cool. yeah, we um, saw a few sharpshooters this week. Yeah, we'll get to that on AEW in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that was the standout, obviously, match of, of from the, the women's matches on NXT. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, we actually opened with a uh tag team title match, NXT. Yeah, NXT Women's Tag Team Title Match, sorry. Yeah. Um, which is interesting to throw this new team or Chu and Roxanne Perez in with uh, into a Tag Team Title Match straight away. Mm. Um, probably the predictable result. Why, you know, you're not going to have them lose the belts yet. Um, no, I was a little bit surprised Roxanne took the pin here, but... Um... Yeah, I, I know. Feel like they're still building to her maybe winning that breakout tournament. And, yeah, and, and I, I don't actually, know why the way to have her do that is to lose, but I feel like they. I might mean, do she that. is only twenty years old, isn't she? I think it's fine to, like, kind of like to do with Cora Jade. Cora Jade doesn't necessarily win all the time, but she 
is she, she's, she's definitely improving. better and she's involved in storylines constantly. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised they did it this way because I thought they would have Roxanne in the tournament first. Toxic attraction cost her uh, yeah. the match, and then all of then they yeah, go to the tag team match they? after. I don't think they needed to do it here. I would have rather this week they done because the tournament started this week. They done Roxanne's match this week, had her lose because they cost her. And then next week you do the tag team title match. That's the way around. That made sense. But to maybe me. maybe they're doing it as obviously. And, and maybe they want Roxanne to win Mandy, the tournament. Mandy was involved in this match, yeah. And yeah. you win a title shot if you win the tournament. So yeah, maybe yeah, so now yeah, so they're going to have Roxanne win the tournament and yeah, challenge yeah. Mandy to get revenge. Yeah. So either way works, but obviously Roxanne has to win the tournament for that to work. Yeah. I think, and that means beating Nikita Lyons, by the way, who is. Also, a, one of the other big stars that they push hugely on NXT. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's get into that then. We had the first two matches and yeah. Nikita Lyons is through. She beat Ariana Grace. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, just for the main event, that one. Yeah. Um, it wasn't um, anything special, but um, Grace got more offense in than I was expecting her to here. Um, yeah. And the match was okay. Um, yeah, it was nothing special, but she now goes through and she faces Fallon Henley, I think. I think it's them two against each other next it round. It is, yeah. Um, um, she beats Sloane Jacobs. I think they said it was 19. Very young. Yeah, she's, um, yeah she was, she's the youngest competitor in the tournament. I think Fallon Henley may have been the oldest, actually. She's 27, I believe. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, that's right. Yeah, they, they, so I think they, she's more experienced. Yeah. I, decided, um, I decided to show they did that. They, There's a couple of these people that really break out in terms of they've been with NXT a while, and Fallon's one of those. Yeah, I mean, um, Lash, Fallon, yeah. the Keita Lions all had quite a few matches on the card. But I thought, out of these four women, by the way, that break out we've seen so far, I thought Fallon Hemley was the most impressive. I thought, I thought she looked really good, actually. Yeah, I think she is. Um, I think she's pretty good in the ring. Um, obviously, she's yeah. been hanging around with um, Briggs and Jensen for quite a while. But we haven't seen her. We've seen her wrestle. I think she's wrestled Electra Lopez, maybe. Yeah, I think they did a mixed tag match once as but, well. Yeah, this was a good showing for her. I thought she looked good here. Uh, I thought she would win because, like I say, Sloane Jacobs, very, very young. Um, but yeah. So yeah, Nikita versus Fallon next week. I'm, well, I don't know if it's next week, but in the semis, which I'm, I'm pretty sure Nikita's going to win. Um, I yeah, I mean, Sloane maybe Jacobs. they do a final of Roxanne v Nikita. I, I think that's the, the final it should be. 100%. Yeah, I mean, you got Lash Legend, but we don't want to see Lash Legend to be Nikita Lyons. I don't, again I don't the final. rate Lash so far, anyway. to be honest with you. I, yeah, I don't, I don't rate her in the ring. I'm the same. Well, again, we've seen her before, but do you rate Alba Fire in the ring? Oh, she's. I, this was the second match I was going to talk about in terms of being really good because yeah, she is Kaylee Ray Alba Fire is fantastic, and I actually think her new presentation works. I was going to say I actually quite like her new name. Alba Fire is quite yeah, a cool name. It's actually. Decent. She's got new music, new presentation. Um, her finish is now called the Fire Bomb, which probably works better than the KLR Bomb. KLR yeah. Bomb. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then she did a, an awesome sent on. I mean, she's just she's awesome. She's an awesome wrestler. And yeah, she's she's amazing. Yeah. I actually think this presentation worked. I hope that they they push her like they should because for me, she should be NXT Women's Champion probably by the. Yeah, and, and she's someone, there isn't many in NXT, but she's someone you could put on the main roster tomorrow. 
and she, yeah. she'd, she'd, she'd be she's at, she's at that level already I think yeah. again I know she's wrestled a lot in NXT UK it's not like she's she's new oh and she's been around but, for years I mean I remember yeah. watching her in on some random UK oh yeah, that, yeah. That UK wrestling show yeah 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 I mean uh, Piper Niven or Dewdrop was also on that as well but um yeah those two are very very experienced wrestlers who've been around for a long time so you know um yeah yeah, she's amazing. And this, I thought this was a good match against Amari Miller. It was. And Amari Miller, they kind of played into her, the fact that she obviously got a major injury a couple of months ago. I think it was Ren Wrestling, Wrestling Lash Legend, actually. Um, and she's yeah. back. So, you know, good to see her back in that sense because she had a serious injury and she's recovered pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, well, there, there were... Actually, before I, I was going to move on to a, um, a, a kind of promo segment, but there was one more match. Let's just cover all the matches first. Yeah, we might as well go through it. We all. had the mixed tag match from out of nowhere. Did you think you'd be seeing Saray and Andre Chase as a no, tag team? I kind of liked it here. Although Booty Hayward dressing as Saray was a bit weird. Yeah, I, I um, did enjoy, again, Chase, you have gone from heel to face. Like they were heel definitely originally. But, I think they're better in the face. Oh, they're role. so good. And I like them here because I've actually, I actually don't like when Saray changes her character when she enters, but it kind of was funny here because they were backstage and they were like, is that what she's wearing to the ring? And then they yeah, got through yeah. the thing. And then, I mean, he's just got a blue top on. It was a bit random. And uh, let's say Brody Hayward was, had pigtails and stuff. It was a bit. And again, this match, I mean, we said it was two men wrestling, but for me, the main part of the match was with the women. Um, yeah. And Saray for me stands out. I think she's so good. And her um her drop kick to Waller out of the ring, and he really sold it. Oh, yeah, that was amazing, yeah. That was a great selling from him. And there was also Tiffany did um a dive onto Bowley Haywood as well. So they did wrestle the men a bit here. Yeah. And I thought they both looked impressive. Um Tiffany obviously did her um I, I like her finisher. Oh yeah, that little like I, I, I can't remember what she calls off, it, off but the top. I do um, like her finisher. I might better say I've got the um website up. I have always got I've got it for a move. Um no, I haven't got a new. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> so she was going to, um, she want, did that, but then Bodie um, broke it up and did the um, the air horn, didn't he? And then Saray rolled up Tiffany mm. for the win, which was kind of a, a bit of a rubbish finish. But um, yeah, you know, I thought it was good action. I, it was actually nice to see the, the, the mixed tag and them interacting more. Um, yeah. So, so just quickly, they, they, they call it Corner Splash. That's what it's called on the website. So I'm sure it's not called that, but th- that's what they've written. Um, that just basically describes what the move does. Yeah, exactly. I, I, what I do like though is the team of um, Tiffany and Grayson Waller. Like they just fit perfectly in my opinion. Yeah, they do. They're, they do fit so well together. Good. Yeah. I, I like their little. I think they were like out shopping or something. They were they had their little promo thing earlier in the show. Um, there we go. We, we, we can see you now, Fisher. Yeah. yeah, I just, sorry. I, I With just the new the, background. I just got the light descend into over. darkness. I know, I just realised it was getting darker <laughs> and darker. And I thought, oh, let's quickly do the lights. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this this team is great. And they, like, their characters just fit really well together. They're both being their old characters still, but just, it fits so well, them two yeah. together. It does, it does. They're both um, very unlike. I mean, Saray and Andre Chase is a bit random, but I, it I was worked into enough it. here. I it worked enough it, here. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to sort of storyline bits. Yeah, should we mention Joe Gacy? I know, I know you don't Do like him massively. I was hoping the feud was over 
Well, he invited um, Bron Breaker to join his movement. Interesting. And he had his two disciples with him. I am interested to see who they are. They didn't get revealed here, which I I was surprised by. I mean, I, after, I think it was Krusty said it last week. I know what you're going to say, yeah. Grizzle Jung Vets. I think it's them as well. That's who I think it is. Because yeah. once who I else figured it... the other as well, and I was like, oh, no, that's like Gibson, that's James Trick. I was like, in my head, I was like, oh, I think I know who they are. So I, I'm, I'm convinced it's them. I think it's them now as well. I was yeah. hoping they were going to reveal them here. They didn't. Um, but yeah, uh, they they will certainly be better backup people than than Harlem was, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. They're, and they're I think that better. they can obviously offer more in-ring and also can help out on the mic. Uh, Joe Gacy is pretty good on the mic, but... Um, I think Zach Gibson's amazing on the mic. So, you know, yeah, it'd be, is, yeah. Um, if it was them, I'd, I'd be all for it for definite. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought that this was all okay. I just don't like the they left him. There's too much of this kind of stuff on NXT where they kind of kidnap people and leave them. In oh, places God, I mean, let's like let's that. move on to I mean, Legado I do, and Tony. I do like this feud, but this was. Interesting for these two, wasn't it? Go going at it back and forth, just like I mean, I'm assuming this a six man tag is is the end goal here. Um, yeah, yeah, but, I, uh, probably. And it's a one on one next week, isn't it? I so. just wish we. I don't. We don't really know how good Tony D'Angelo's two are yet because we've no, not I, seen I, them. I don't know wrestle. anything about them. Not, we've seen them attack, but we've not seen them wrestle. I do love the interactions between Escobar and D'Angelo. I, yeah, I, it, they feel like proper. It does really work, and they're both kind of heel. Like Escobar's not. I mentioned this last week. Faced. Like I feel like it's not like two. It's not one bad guy, one good guy. It's two badass factions going at it. Yeah, and yeah. that's what I like about it. It's yeah, like I, I, th- I think it works. I think you need a heel in the face. <laughs> it so. feels like something AEW would do, to be honest, in that sense. Yeah, because yeah. AEW does that quite well, and 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 NXT, WWE normally fall into the pattern of right, okay, he's the good guy, he's the bad guy, but here it is just two badass factions and two leaders who want the same thing going yeah. at it um, and trying to get one over each other. Um, and it really works. I think it's really good. Yeah, me too. Completely agree. Um, the only other thing on the show we've not mentioned, I think, is Solo Sokoa um, challenged Cameron Grimes. But after... Um, yeah, this is just uh, kind of dragging on a little bit, isn't it? What's the thing? Solo is very over, though. I will say that. He is, but... Um, we had these guys in triple threat and now they're, they're yeah. all still, all three of them are still in the North American yeah. picture. It's a bit odd. Yeah. I'd have liked to see Carmelo move up and challenge. I also want to see Carmelo be break. And that's what I want to see for the title. Mm. There was one other bit just to mention where um, we talked about toxic attraction earlier, actually. And we, they were mocking Indy oh, yeah. Hartwell. Oh yeah. Um, yeah you're gonna get Hartwell, so I don't know if we're going to get maybe Mandy Rose versus Indy Hartwell. Uh, we could do. It'd be nice to see Indy doing something. Yeah, you know, um, I hope so. We also just quickly, what I've just seen here, we had um, the Viking Raiders. What the Creed? They're fighting again next week, I think. Viking Raiders and Creed. Oh Brothers. yeah, yeah. Because oh yes, this is very very good bit. Of, um, oh yeah, action because um, Damon know. Kemp was introduced as the new member of Diamond Mine, and of course he is Bobby Stevenson, Gable Stevenson's brother, another Olympic athlete type guy so him he fits into diamond mine massively we've said that but you know maybe bobby uh gable stevenson can go into alpha academy yeah. and they're like the, the nxt version aren't they really. yeah, yeah yeah so um it makes total sense but yes we're getting 
the Raiders and Creed Brothers again next week, which will be... And then just to see what Damon Kemp can do, because I actually didn't know he was his brother. So we, I think you said you told you, you would want to tell me that. So I'm yeah. interested to see, because, again, we don't know how good Gable Stevenson is, because we've not really... We seem to do one suplex to Chad Gable so far, so we don't... I'm interested to see. They're obviously, they're obviously, we know they can wrestle because Gabe Stevenson's won bloody Olympics and stuff. It's a different type of wrestling, though, isn't it? But it it's is, a good base. It's a very good but, basis to have. You know, if we're going off previous, like, Kurt Angle, yeah. Chad Gable types, they can wrestle. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, intri- I'm very intrigued to see what they do there. Um, we've also got some, on Design Mind subject, we've got some weird Ivy Nile stuff. Oh, yeah. Where she was doing, like, push ups, and I, I didn't really get what that was. They're just making her look good, weren't they? Because she was competing against men and beating them. Yeah, just um, yeah. A, a it would strange... get boring if they did it every week as a one-off thing. If, it, if they one. do it, one, not what I expected Ivy Nile to be doing. But there we no. go. Should we move on to AEW? Yes, let's move on to AEW. And is there anything from Rampage? Um, just yeah, looking. Um, we went. There was obviously the women's tag match, but obviously that led to a singles match, really on dynamite so not too much to say there there was also hook v jd drake that led to um what is going to be my top mark actually from from dynamite which is to do with uh hook and danhausen danhausen leaving hook some crisps uh, as a gift yeah. um after he shoved him away um yeah he tried to um say uh help hook but yeah and he asked him to be in his corner um what else was there? There was Riho with Yuka Sakazaki. That was okay. Uh, we had um, Kazarian challenge. Yes. Dan, Sky, Dan Lambert is... actually healing it up now, um, trying to get booed because he's been yeah. getting face cheers going against uh, Sammy Guevara. Um, yeah, but I think it's actually they, quite a cool match we're getting. I think Scorpio it's actually Sky on, on says Dynamite, he doesn't want the, di- um, the title to be passed around like Ty Conti backstage, which was. A bit of an over the line. Actually, line. And he was like, he was like, I'm also take off that belt, Dan. He was like, only want one yes, belt. Yes, I like so, that. So good. Scorpio Sky, I, I love Scorpio Sky, but I, I think this match on Rampage is going to be really cool because they are the first tag team champions on AEW. Yeah. Because Arian and Scorpio Sky. So there is a good story wrestler, here. Yeah. I mean, Sky is going to win, we know this, but it's going to be a cool match, I yeah. think. And then the main event was between. Um, Konosuke Takashita and Jay Lethal, which I thought was a really good match, actually. I didn't know anything about Takashita. There's a lot. No, there's some I, New I Japan guys I know stuff about and I've seen. There's some guys that I, I didn't know anything about this guy at all. Um, but I thought he had some really cool moves, actually. And there was a clothesline thing he did off the top rope, which got a near fall, which was really cool. He countered a lethal injection as well at one point, but in the end, got hit by the, um, the lethal injection and Jay Lethal won as you'd expect. Um, and then Satnam Singh was destroying people. Orange Cassidy kind of put his hands in his pockets, backed away. Oh, yeah. Samoa Joe come down, didn't he? Um, but uh, nothing really happened, to be honest. It was just a bit of a random ending. But the match, I thought that was the best thing on the show, that match. It was good. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Um, so let's wanna... move on to Dynamite. Yeah, do you want to go on to your top mark? You yeah, well, I, might as well it. I started talking about how so they set up set it up on Rampage really with obviously um, Tony Nice was challenging called out Danhausen and wanted a match against him we've not seen Danhausen wrestle before on AEW um, and Danhausen wanted Hook to be in his corner basically to help him you see Tony has Mark in his corner Mike Sterling and Hook seemed to reject it but then 
Danhausen offered him some crisps that were wrapped up in a bow. Uh, and obviously, Hook liked that because on the match, we got um, Tony Nice versus Danhausen. And I know you're not a big Tony Nice fan here, Keeney, but I thought Tony Nice looked fantastic. Is this the quick, quick, knees. Is, is, is this, is this the record? Quickest win in AW? It might history? be. And it was, there. I thought this was awesome. He just looked so cool, like with his knee strike. Yeah. Just come out knee strike, pin, and Dan, at first I was like, oh God, they've just kind of, you know, they've squashed Danhausen, but it's Danhausen, he's not really meant to be a wrestler, right? Uh, he can wrestle a bit, we know this, but he's a comedy character. But the top mark comes from afterwards for me, and the crowd, the pop here was like, some. it was mental, the pop here, for, for a comedy thing, where um, Tony Nice is hitting more and more knees. I think he hits the second one. He goes to hit a third one, but he puts the knee pad down. And as soon as he puts the knee pad down, Hook's music hits. The crowd goes nuts. Chant Hookhausen. And um, yeah, they, they back out of the ring and then Hook and Danhausen shake hands. And the crowd for the handshake went absolutely nuts. Yeah. And I think that just shows how, how over these two, to put them together... I think has been an absolute yeah, genius. Who, who thought I think that? it's a genius move. Quite out of nowhere, yeah. It's it's one of those things where you would I would never think that would work, but it yeah. works perfectly. It does. It's the only. I, I think it's a good top market. I loved basically all this. I say I most I've ever enjoyed Tony Nese, By the way, this. Yeah, I thought it, he, I, I thought he looked great here. It's just well. the only thing I don't like is I was looking forward to seeing Dan Housen wrestle, and he didn't wrestle because he just got beaten seconds. But That's the only thing I want. I, I want to see him wrestle. I don't. I don't mind that because of the character he is. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit like the Drew Gulak thing, isn't it? Like we said, he got squashed by Gun- Gunter, and there's a shame he didn't get a proper match. But like he's he's great in other ways, um, and obviously Dan Housen is very different to Drew Gulak, but in in a, in a similar sense. Yeah, and and Hook's the key here. I think everyone we're so into Hook. We've been going on about Hook every time he's on screen oh, for months. And he is a Brilliant. he is really good in ring and has just a, such a cool character. Yeah, every, I think everything, everything he does is putting cool. them yeah. together is just a, a genius move. I really think it is. It is, yeah, it is. Kudos to whoever caught with that. Um, I'll I'll go to my top mark as as we're as we're on dot, and I think it's actually the next segment as well on dynamite. Yeah. Um, my top mark is. The contract signing between MJF and Wardlow. I did enjoy it. And it's, a it's, it's a whole segment in general. I mean, it started with the Dark Side of the Ring vignette. Yeah, so it was. Like, at first, I thought we'd selfish. gone cut to an ad break. Ad break for some yeah, I, I was confused. And they're advertising Dark Side of the Ring because obviously Dark Side of the Ring is a show about bad things that have happened in, in wrestling business. Mm. But he was taking, this was a piss take of it. Yeah. Um, and you had Taz acting on it as well. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. Um, it was brilliant. Yeah, it was really funny. It was amazing. Um, and then Wardlow came out with no music, and I think it said Wardlow sucks something on the Boo Titantron. Wardlow, Boo Wardlow, yeah, okay. Yeah. And then we're talking about Pops Away. MJF got some pop here. It's Long Island, isn't it? I know they he's in his hometown. It, it also had a counter effect on CM Punk, which we'll talk about later. Oh, yeah, that, that was strange. Yeah. But yeah, I, I thought the... the um, response was great i love seeing mjf almost try and play a face to the crowd it's, it's so, so so interesting to see I, I, it's so um funny and just i don't know if i have any quotes in particular from an mjf but i thought he was just superb and what i like about mjf is 
he just he just owns everything he does. Like he's he's just so good. Just maybe like I think we said before, he's just the best heel in professional wrestling. He's just insanely good at it. Um and so they go into uh before their match, he's going to lash um yes, Wardlow and-, and he counted up how many times he's gonna lash. This him. is my favorite pit, Sean Spears. Is yeah, pit. and he got to the, the he got counted up to nine and then went to short. He went over to Sean Spears and 10. And did he hit the old 10 uh, to tie Dillinger? The tie Dillinger from out of nowhere. I loved it. I was it. not expecting I loved that. that, that callback. There were some good callbacks here. And obviously as well, talking of callbacks, um, he mentioned Cody Rhodes by name yeah. here. Yeah. A couple of times. Well, he said something about him being a roller coaster or something. And then he Oh also yeah, called him the American roller coaster. Yeah. That, yeah. That was quite good. That was line, it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, he mentioned Cody Rhodes and then he also said, oh, you don't like me mentioning 2024? Now even does the guy in the back referring to his contract running out in 2024. Yeah, I know. And Tony Khan doesn't like him mentioning it on TV, apparently. Yeah. That's actually a legit thing because MJF is supposedly, I don't know how, you never know how real this is, but he, you know, he supposedly has got two minds, like whoever hired Spitter is, whoever wants me more, I'm yeah. going to go. And WWE are going to want him. It is oh, 100%. And AEW are going to be desperate to keep him. So... Yeah. You know, it's one of those things. And yeah, you know, that, that, was, that, that was funny, wasn't it? I yeah. thought that was great. Um, and it was clearly improvised as well. Um, yeah. I just I think MJF, I don't think he needs to a script. He, he, he could just go off on his own. He's just so good. It's unbelievable. Um, How many uh, times has a pro, MJF promo been a top mark? I feel like it could Loads. be most weeks. It's, 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 just, it's, so it's just insane how good he is. I can't, mm. I can't praise him enough. Um, and then... Uh, Wardlow went to sign a contract with his handcuffs, couldn't do it. So uh, yeah. M- MJF ordered him, he'd take them off, and then it just resulted in a big old brawl, beat up all this crew. Yeah, guys. Mark ended up going through the table, didn't he? Yeah, Mark, well, Mark Sterling, table. he gets battered, doesn't he? He's everywhere. He, he, he is everywhere, yeah. He is, yeah. He was with Tony Nese, Jake He's with Cargill. Jake Cargill, yeah. yeah. He's, he's everywhere, but yeah, he's normally there as just a full guy. He is, yeah. But I just thought the second one was great. And again, yeah, what was really good. Talk thing. about. I can't wait for this match. And oh, I mean, so I mentioned he's got the 10 lashes. He's also got a steel cage match with, um, with Sean Spears. And you're thinking that's strange. And then he starts laughing and then uh, MJF's like, I don't know why you're laughing, mate. You've, you, you're, you're, you're Owen too in, in cage matches. Yeah. Uh, which is quite a like, nice, nice little callback to the records there. But yeah, up, I mean, this match is now official for double or nothing. Probably the match I'm looking forward to the most. It'd be hard to, top it i think just because the story's been so good from from both not just mjf wardlow's yeah, made a oh, big yeah. part in it as well it's been a, and, um, it's been a really well told story over time yeah and it's just superb and we've got a few weeks to go yet and we kind of know the next couple of steps as well uh along uh, along the way so mm. although the only thing i will say with the lashes thing i'm sure we've did he do that to punk as well no, I think it was Cody that did it's that. Cody, once. yeah, we've seen that before, though the the ten lashes before their match. Yeah, we have seen that before. That's, only, that's I think I, it was Cody in a match. I don't know if it's MJF. I can't remember. I feel like it was Cody though. Yeah, um, that's 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 only thing. It's, it's it's been done on AW TV before, definitely. So, um, but yeah, you know. Should we move on to some actual sort of matches? Because we've talked about two great segments. Yeah, let's go on to some wrestling. So the opener was Shawn Michaels v. Bret Hart or Dax versus <laughs> Adam Cole. Um, but that, that was kind of what they were kind of billing it as. Um, 
Uh, and yes, this was just a, a good match, as you'd expect. I feel like Adam Cole always opens the show when he's on it. Yeah, I feel like that is his music always opens, doesn't it? And uh, so yeah, I re- the, the, the main f- talking point really here is the finish. There was a really good um, Panama Sunrise counted into a pile driver by Dax, which was yeah, awesome. Yeah. But the finish itself, um, so Dax got the sharpshooter in again, playing on Bret Hart. Yeah, um, he's just a Bret Hart like. Yeah, he, he loves him so much, yeah. Um, gets that in. Um, and I thought Adam Cole would win this match, but I didn't expect what happened to happen. And that was Adam Cole actually got the shopshooter in himself. And you got a submission and, win, yeah. Uh, Dax tapped out. He didn't even pass out from it. Yeah, he tapped Dax, out, yeah. Dax tapped out. You tapped out. Yeah. So, it's was, it was cool. It's a, it a really good match. I'd have loved to have seen Dax progress further, but once he was against Cole, you kind of knew he wasn't going to beat Adam Cole. Um, it's interesting because I can't remember who he faces in the next round. Oh, it's the winner of the main event match, isn't it? Who he faces next round. But I think, again, I, I don't know if we've been told what happens to the winner of this tournament. Um, but I feel like no, I can't remember. Carl is a strong contender already to win it. Yeah, in, in my opinion, he I, definitely I, is. I think it would have been interesting to have Dax progress. So I think that could have been really interesting, but yeah. But I didn't think Adam Cole was losing here. Nah, no, there was another some, match some in the tournament on the same night, which they randomly out of the blue was just decided it would be. Was it just an Extreme Rules style match, wasn't it? Yeah, well, at least Darby was like, "Are you you going to want to, you know, waver the rules for us too because we're not going to stick to them?" Kind of thing. Um, which I kind of, I kind of get. It feels a bit weird to do it in a tournament match where the other matches aren't. The yeah, stipulation. it's kind of out of nowhere, and they're not like a heated rival. I know they're two just crazy, crazy guys yeah uh, and, and what did you make thing is right i was looking forward to this match it was darby allen and jeff hardy i, I, I love jeff hardy i love darby allen but there were two things i didn't like about it okay first of all it didn't feel like a rest they even said they feel like stuntmen and it felt like yeah. stuntmen doing stunts not wrestlers doing wrestling there yeah. was no wrestling moves in this it was a big spot recovery big spot there was no yeah linking in between i don't mind there being a couple of big spots but there was nothing in between that really that's a good point secondly it finished on a roll-up you have all these crazy spots and it finishes on a roll-up i never like that i've I've criticized the match before recently for doing the same thing it's not the end of the world that at all by the way um and i do think it protects obviously darby allen and defeat who i I was thinking who are they going to have take the pin here because darby doesn't lose very often not yeah, clean. and Jeff Hardy is Jeff Hardy. Like, yeah, he's still. Like, you feel like he needs a new big. Star, I actually thought Darby yeah. might win. By the way, I thought Darby might win. Yeah, I, I would have probably gone that way if I was. So to, for it. Jeff to win by roll up, I think was a little bit of a cop out. Um, but that was my criticism. But I will say the spots they did do were really, really good and mental. I mean, the one from the top of the ladder. I mean, yeah, I mean Hardy on this on the side of the steps was mad, mad enough yeah. like that, yeah. but. Darby's one is absolutely mental, yeah. absolutely insane. Because I think even Jeff was like, "By the way, I'm not doing that." Yeah, well, Jeff, Darby Jeff, was like, I'll do it. Jeff, Jeff tried to like yeah, catch him, and it. he tried really hard. Like when when Darby fell, he got mm. up and tried to like basically move him away from the side of the steps because Darby had no control of where he was landing. Darby, I'm sure, like he knows roughly where he wants to land, but yeah, his body was like heading towards like the edge of the chairs, I think 
Jeff tried to like grab him to push him back like, into the middle of the chairs, but it's absolutely mental, Darby Allen. I say it, say it, I like say it every week. I always praise MJF Premiers, and I'm always going to say Darby Allen is mental. Absolutely, yeah. he, he always is. is. There's no doubt about it. But yeah, I mean the spots I loved, but you are right. Um, the finish was odd, and yeah, there wasn't. I feel like they just did too much. I feel like they did a bit too too much without there being anything in the middle. I just I just thought it was. Yeah, and I wonder whether this match they could have um, built a rivalry on to because this was a dream match, was it? Darby and Jeff. Yeah, we've probably said since we saw Darby Allen, oh, him and Jeff Hardy would be good because he's basically a Jeff. And they didn't, didn't build to it, and it and ended it, in the roller. It, it we seemed, might get it again. It seemed okay. a bit rushed, and yeah, I mean, you could have done more. To build I feel like we might get match. it again one day. Like maybe a few months down the line, I'll do something proper more with it. Maybe but... and interested that Jeff advances as well because I actually think there's way more to do in the tag division for the Hardy boys rather than the Jeff singles run. Yeah. And, and Darby, yeah, I actually think it's the wrong decision. Yeah. I, I think you would have had Darby and Adam Cole next round. It would have been quite cool. I mean, Jeff, with Dar- Adam Cole is quite cool as well. That but... is a cool match. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just thought, I don't know if Jeff Hardy on a singles run is what you want right now. And again, maybe, maybe he loses next round and that's his singles run over, but I mean, yeah. again, we, we saw the hard, um, the unsweetened delete come out at the end and kind of stared him down. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather, I think I'd rather see the Hardys v. the Bucks over Cole v. Jeff Hardy. But I think yeah. that's what we'll get. We'll, we'll lead to maybe the Bucks cost Jeff the match. Yeah. And we still get, I reckon at double or nothing, maybe we get the Bucks and the Hardys. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I think that's what we'll probably get, yeah. to be honest. That would be amazing. And um, talking of tag team matches, um, this wasn't a tag team match, but it's leading to a tag team title match, I think. So we've got Ricky Starks and Jungle Boy on this show. Yeah. Um, with the FTW title on the line. And the main thing to take away from this, it was, first of all, good match, as you'd expect, between these yep. two guys. Yep. Both really good. Um, you know, near falls from a spear, and then Swerve comes down. There was quite a bit of um, interference. But my main takeaway is I think they've been a little bit teasing a heel turn within Jurassic Express for a while. But here, I really felt like it stepped up a notch of Christian and Jungle Boy. I thought Christian was turning here. On yeah, Jungle because Boy. he kind of stayed in the ring, didn't he? And like, yeah, was turned around to look at Jungle, and Jungle Boy. Boy looked really, it was really distraught for the match. Luchasaurus wanted nothing, like didn't really get involved. And I think there's going to be a split out or and turn coming here somewhere. I'm just wondering, is it going to be Christian or is it going to be Jungle Boy? Because I, th- I thought it was going to be Christian. Originally. Yeah, so I, my prediction sure. would be that J- Christian turns heel. He costs Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus the tag titles, and then we get a Christian Jungle Boy feud. Yeah, that's that's my prediction. Yeah, and maybe you put the belts on Red Dragon or whoever. I know they're not necessarily going to be involved in this tag team. Maybe it's not going to happen now. Maybe you put them on Keith Lee and Swerve because it feels like they're involved in this. Yeah, and then you got Ricky and Powerhouse Hobbs. I well. think we're going to get a triple threat kind of like tag a, team match. Uh, I just, I just don't feel like yeah, those other two are proper teams. I just don't, I, I don't know if they would put the belts on either of those other two. With no. with the Hardys, with FTR, with all these tag teams, I don't think it'd roster, be a long run if they did. But it seemed it'd be weird to put it on two singles guys as a team. I mean, and if you're going to do that, you'd go for Danielson and Moxwood, and you, or you'd go for I, I I don't know. It just it just the two teams who were out there with them. I just don't think they're tag team champion worthy. Uh, I do if, agree with you in a sense. I think with their tag division as it is, I think it'd be a strange choice. Yeah. I, I do agree with you in a way. But who knows? 
maybe. But yeah, I just thought that was an interesting little bit at the end. Yeah, that was interesting. Definitely interesting. Um, trying to look at what else we got had. A couple of, got definitely got two or three other things left yet. Uh, well, this you mentioned him earlier, CM Punk. Yeah, he so uh, he faced John match. Silver, didn't he? Yeah. Um, decent but, match. Didn't go that long. Uh, well, but what I like, I really like the finish to this match. Um, so Punk oh, yeah. was just staring at Hangman Page and hit a buckshot lariat and pinned him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that was pretty cool. That was a savage, savage finish. I thought it was really, really good. And then afterwards as well, um, the little promo and Punk, you know, saying, I will, I will make you shake my hand and puts his hand up and Page just puts his middle finger up and walks off. Mm. Um, I feel like the rivalry's heated up a little bit the last couple of weeks. It has, but I feel like they are taking turns to be heels and I don't think that's the right way to go. Because last week, I don't remember Adam Page's oh, yeah, promo, yeah. It, it was, was, was a bit heel. And then Punk was very heel here, On I, I thought. He seemed, he come out in that, jersey yeah i think it played they played into the story previous story with mjf where he got booed yeah didn't he yeah and and the fans haven't forgotten that obviously and we're booing punk here but then yeah. punk kind of played on that whereas i don't know it's not really relevant to this story that's the problem i actually don't think either should play a hill i think you should just have two guys who are desperate to win the title and just going at it I mean, I maybe that's, that's what they're okay. trying to do because I don't feel with, either with of them has everything else going on on this card. There's a lot of big feuds on this card. I don't think you need to have this with a face and heel. Like yeah. I, I, because I think it, I just don't think it's the right decision to send either of them heel yet. Um, no, I agree. I, I don't actually think either of them are turning. I, I honestly don't. No, no, but they both do something a bit healy every week. So one would do, and then one I know. would do something like that week. in the last two weeks. Anyway. So maybe next week, Paige is like a bit healy. And then it's like, yeah, it's just, um, it's just, it's just a bit confusing. Yeah. No, I get you. I do get you. Um, a couple more things then from the show. So there's the Jericho Appreciation Society uh, yeah, promo. The, the, the victory uh, One of them, I can't remember which one it was. It was one of the old 2.8 guys. Angela. So some weird stuff. Um, at the start about saying you don't want to see me you don't want to I, I can't remember what it was but it sounded like really weird and sexual oh yeah <laughs> Menard like... yeah that, uh, what's the something Menard um, yeah Matt Menard Daddy that's Magic it. he's called yeah, yeah that's it yeah he um yeah he was like he was like do you know what gets my nipples hard or something <laughs> yeah yeah he was like, be, was like no, being, being a part yeah. of the greatest faction in the world <laughs> so, yeah okay. that was it and then Jericho, with a good line, it was just like Jericho 216 says, I just burnt your face. Um, I know. Which was, that was funny. I popped for that bit. Um, but what I really thought was interesting here is obviously the Blackpool Combat Club. I knew we were going to get this feud at some yeah, point. Yeah, I, I, I think, I, I, think I said this at the start. It yeah. makes sense for the sports entertainers to and feud like the, with the proper wrestlers. wrestlers. Yeah. Yeah. It makes And the stars sense. in this mat, in, the, in this ring right there, well, Jericho mainly on his side to be fair but yeah I mean Jericho, yeah, that's, that's the only thing Jericho Appreciation Society isn't that strong in terms of performers compared to Santana Ortiz Kingston Moxley Daniel yeah. like it's, it's more it's, about it's, numbers isn't it's it? a bit of a mismatch Garcia is good though and it's also now 6v5 against Jericho Appreciation Society yeah but I, I feel like the match is gonna Unless Kingston doesn't wrestle. Something, yeah, have, maybe maybe Kingston won't wrestle or something. Eye, didn't he? I feel like we're going to have, yeah, a five-on-five five match or something. 
And also, I it'll probably be like a stadium stampede or something, won't it? Or it'll their, be something their like blood that. and guts or something. Yeah. I um actually heard this on a, on another podcast. So I'm not going to take any credit for this, but interestingly, the reason the whole Jericho and um uh, inner circle broke up was because Santana and Ortiz didn't want to be in the background. And yeah. I feel like they're already in the background they with the really Kingston group they? again. So it's, that's the only thing here. They've not gained anything from, from this feud, which I no. thought was the whole point of it originally in the first place. That is true. I feel like they've really played on... What I did like is they played on, obviously, Mox and Kingston's history here. And that was the reason Mox come out and he comes out first. I thought that was very yeah, he, he, good he got a, He got a big pop, didn't he, Mox as well? He got yeah. a proper and reaction. Then, and then the others come down and, yeah, and then obviously... They were outnumbered for once. I thought it was really well done, actually. I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah. I, and I'm excited for that match if it happens. Um, yeah, I just think it, that you could just have a mad match. Like I say, Stadium San Peter would be perfect. Just have them fight everywhere. Yeah. And like I say, I just think it would be a great match. Like I say, it's a really fun match to watch, won't it? Yeah. And then there was one other thing, really, from Dynamite of Note, which mm. was um, Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm in the women's Owen Hart. Cup match. Um, wasn't too much to say about it. Um, yeah, this, this was match. I wasn't actually sure who was going to win. So I'm kind of. I thought Tony was definitely going to win. It's, the only reason I wasn't sure was because they have mentioned that if they both win, the next round would be yeah. Jamie Hater v Britt Baker. But they might do that match on, in this thing. They might have Britt Baker cost Tony Storm here. Then you do Baker and Hater, and then something happens there. I thought I thought they might do that. So. I was I was half, half expecting Jimmy Hater to win. I don't know why. Really, I, I really thought they were going to be able to tone in Brit. Um, I, yeah. I don't know who's going to win that though. That one is hard to call. I, I'm thinking Tony, but I'm not sure. They, I mean, Brit, you can never rule out Brit Baker. She's like well, she, the queen she, in A. She is still there. Well, yeah, she, she's, she's on, the, she's she's still still on the best the most. Man, yeah. Like Thunder Rose is still badly out to look at, even though I mean, she's champion. Jade Cargill is coming close to Baker's level, I think now. But yeah, I, yeah, I do agree with that. I still think Vanderose is level below, personally. Those two. Well, I think it's more presentation. I don't think it's she's a level. Yeah, no, no. I mean, in ring, I, in ring, I think she's better than both of them. To be honest, yeah, with you, uh, yeah. So I do agree with that. But as a as a top <coughs> female star to hang your company on, I think she's not quite at Cargill and Baker's no, level. But. Mm. Half of that, I think, is due to their booking of her more than... Yeah, they've made a mess of her. And again, she's still not really doing much. I mean, no. we got a bit of hype with her and Serena Deep. Yeah. Um, which I think I think will, would, will be a good match, a very good wrestling match, because they're both really good in ring. Um, yeah, oh, that will be a good match. I have no doubt about that. that that's that's, no that's the one that. I think is. That's, that's a booked for Dublin, I think, that one. So that, yeah, that'll be a good that, one. That'll be a banger, I'm sure. Um, but the, the build to it hasn't been great so far. It's been okay, but... Um, but yeah. again, they don't do it's the opposite of NXT. NXT there, we're just saying how many women they put on that, how much screen time they give their women. AEW does the opposite of it, and well, that's always going to happen, they, unfortunately. Basically, and I, I, by basically, I mean always have just one woman's match, they'll yeah, very they rarely have do. a second, they'll never, yeah. and it's it's just like just it's a bit formulaic. I was on what's our one woman's match this week, like, and it's normally the shortest match as well, normally, yeah. Nine times out of ten. Sometimes they give it a main event and they do give it a proper good match. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. They have every now and then, but yeah. it's it's rare. Um, it is a bit of a shame because I've, I think there's some good people there. It is, and I'm surprised they can't get Jade Cargill on Dynamite very often, like wrestling. Yeah. She only ever wrestles on Rampage, it feels. 
Kate the, dark, Cargill. the dark elevation. Yeah, and it's interesting because we've got we've got a joke. So we've got Joker in the women's division, haven't we? As well. Yeah. So Joker next week, I can't remember what they called next week. It was like um, Wild Card Week, I think. Wild Card, Wild Card Wednesday or something. Yeah, but we've got yeah. um, the, the the two Jokers appearing next week. Yeah. So is... Joe, I'm not sure who the women's who's the women's one facing. Britt Baker. Right. So uh, that's interesting. Because normally you bring in a joke. I have, I have no idea who the joke is going to be on the women's I, side. I don't think it's going to be anyone that big because I think they're going to have Brit win to build to Brit be Tony Storm. Yeah, so. I mean, we saw. Um, I, I say we saw. I, I didn't watch it. I don't know if you did, but uh, Mia Yim returned to Impact yes. at the weekend in the pay per view. Yeah, so she I was an option her. for a wild card, I think. With Keith uh, obviously Athena there. or Ember Moon, as she used to be called, is a is a huge. Huge option to have out there. Mm. Tegan Knox is another yeah, one. Te- that's what I mentioned, Tegan. Um, yeah. It could be, I think Tegan Knox, you could bring in an, and she could lose to Britt Baker. Too early for Dakota Kai. I think, yeah, so it can't be Dakota Kai. Yeah. I think... Um, or, or Candice LeRae, because I think if you brought in Athena and she just lost to Britt Baker straight away or something, it would be a bit weird. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It could be anybody. I, I have no clue on the men's side either. I honestly have no idea. Yeah, and again, sure they're I'm facing some other Joe. So, do you have Joe lose who's a champion, or do you have Joe just beat someone? Well, the thing with Joe is you could have he's he is kind of in a feud. So, I always think you can get Joe a, a loss in the yeah. first round by having Jay Lethal get involved. Yeah, that's probably what will happen. That's how you, and then Joe can have his Ring of Honor title match and not involved in the tournament. So, yeah, that, that, that's that's a way to do Joe. Even Baker, you could have Tony Storm cross Baker if you wanted to do that, but yeah. Yeah. No, no. No, I think that's pretty much it, isn't it, from AEW? Yeah, I, I, I think we've covered the whole week in wrestling. Yep, pretty much done. So, uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter, at Recharge Wrestle, if you're not already. If you're listening to the podcast, um, check out our YouTube channel, Recharge Wrestling. Subscribe there, like our videos, etc. Um, interact with our polls on Twitter. I've been doing quite a lot of those recently. Also, fellow uh, Robot Republic at Robot Republic underscore, who the podwork, uh, podcast network we are a part of. Um, we will be back next week, I think, as normal. And then I think the week after that is um, Double or Nothing week. So we may have a special coming up there. Oh, well. so we're going to have it's, loads of wow. It's the 29th, I think, or the end of this month. So, yeah, oh, soon. Wow. Oh, Obviously, we've got um, your My GM series on the. Uh, I've been watching that every day when the videos come out. Um, so keep an eye on that really great content we've got obviously other stuff that we do on the on the channel so look out for all our content and we'll see you next week cool see you next week guys bye hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns.